Today's Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. We're going to talk today about using Thanksgiving to create your Christmas project. Or in reality, create a grateful heart in your child. You're listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J. And all this week, we've been talking about raising a, a child with a grateful heart. And it's something that society doesn't really do by itself. It's something that you have to teach. And I'm not even sure how good churches teach this. But uh, raising a kid that has a grateful heart is like getting into the nitty gritty. It's something that's that's done at home. And it's important. It's important that parents have the actual agenda to do this. Oh, that's right. It's got to be part of our specific curriculum. I'm a big believer in today's culture that parents have to decide, and it sounds too academic, but they have to have a curriculum. What are some of our goals? If we don't have goals in the training of our children, we won't hit them. And they might be goals that are a little bit dist. Okay, how to handle money, how to handle time, how to have a grateful heart, you know, a heart that just understands God. If you walked into school today and said, hey, it's the beginning of the school year and I'm meeting with you as my child's teacher. Can you show me your lesson plans? What are you going to teach? Well, I really don't know. I'm kind of going to look around and see what other people are doing, <laughs> uh, which is what parents do. I really don't know. What are the activities available? You just want them to be happy and healthy. Yes, and they won't be happy. They, they won't be happy and they won't be spiritually and emotionally healthy if we don't decide this is what we're doing. Thanksgiving sets the table for a grateful heart. We talked yesterday about I have to set the example. I have to do they see a grateful heart in me or do they see a grabby heart in me, a gimme heart in me? And do they see me generous? Do they see me even when the waitress is not the best waitress? Am I still generous to her regardless? Jesus didn't do a full bore interview at the lady at the well, the woman at the well. Mm. He saw a woman with a lot of problems. In fact, he said, oh yeah, you're right. And the one you're living with right now, you're not married to. I mean, he, he knew the whole story of this woman and he still, she, he changed her life. He changed her life. Uh, he's the only one that could have examined the speck in her eye because he had no beam in his eye, but he didn't. So yeah, helping my children, Dad, how much tip did you, uh, this would be great with my kids. How much tip did you leave? And I said, well, I think it's somewhere between 20 and 25%. She, you think she's a single mom, don't you, Dad? Robert would always <laughs> say that. I said, you know, I think she is. Uh, and we're all laughing. And uh, they're, they're stopping short of saying you're such a sucker for single moms. But I don't know and I don't care. I mean, I, I'm blessed right now. And, you know, not overblessed. We're getting in my Chevy truck and we're driving home. But I'm blessed right now. Mm-hmm. And I want to set the example. But then I want to help them all. I want us as a team to get a little bit of a focus here. As I'm, I'm, I'm setting the example, and there are four E's to training anything. Mm-hmm. The first D is set the example. The next D is exposure. We talked already about some of the ways to expose them, taking them with me. At Thanksgiving, we use the poster board project where what am I thankful for? Letting them get involved in that and resisting the overwhelming urge to just get. And I think having a proper understanding of the use of allowance will help that. Mm-hmm. You know, walking out of a restaurant one day when my daughter was 12. And uh, it was a breakfast. We had an early breakfast. And right next door is this little T-shirt shop in our neighborhood and the t-shirts are on sale for nine dollars and she said oh dad look at that that's i would that i would love to have that t-shirt she's working me over is what she's doing i i'm i'm saying you know what honey um i have the nine dollars and you do it home too i will loan you till we get home if you want to pay for that it's going to be more than nine it's going to be taxed so it's probably about ten dollars do you here's what we're going to do we're going to do one of two things we'll get it right now and you'll give me the money the minute we get home before we go to school or or 
what we will do is uh, you you think about it and we'll, and we'll talk about it after school and you pick up your money and we'll come back. And the beauty is, honey, the store's not open right now. So that's probably <laughs> what we're going to have to do. And watching her when she realized it was her money, I don't want it anymore. Wow. When you learn, it helps you a little bit to hold back on that. But I think the next thing and what I want to talk about today is the day before Thanksgiving is using Thanksgiving to develop your Christmas project. Thanksgiving in our house, for some reason, is really the intro to Christmas. Wow. I, uh, it's because of my wife. It's a 30-plus Christmas precursor. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving Saturday during the morning, I've got to go up in the attic and get down nine boxes of Christmas yes. decorations, which I've never figured out why you ladies like to do that. And the theme <laughs> and the little village and all these things that it probably did is why my children continue to always come back to our house There's for something Christmas. something about yes. being home. Tradition. Mm-hmm. And then Thanksgiving night, we always, we always have to watch Miracle on whatever street that is in both versions now. <laughs> but uh, in the process there of getting to that, and that is a Thanksgiving to Christmas thing, I wanted us to have a Christmas project. What is our Christmas project? Because otherwise, all of Christmas is totally, absolutely focused on on the question that's asked the first day of school after Christmas. What'd you get? Right. Rather than what'd you do? Right. And I wanted to get us focused. And so... It's It's been different every year. Uh, generally, it has been, except for one year, it was a widow. Generally, it has been a single mom and her children that we focus on. And we start pooling our money and we work out a little formula for every dime my children give. I would give a certain amount of money, uh, you know, $10 to the dime or whatever it was. And when we have our money pooled and we figure we have enough, then a week or so before Christmas, as we're thinking through and discussing what are we going to do, what are we going to get, it always magically gets to be more money somehow. And <laughs> But my children have a buy-in on this, not only financially, but in the decision, what are we going to do for this family? What would be great to do for this family this Christmas in the name of Christ, in the name of Jesus? And developing that project so that they can start getting kind of jacked up about it. And this is going to be great. And how are we going to do without her knowing dad? And and so that she just has to thank Jesus. And getting them off of getting, 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 getting. The other part of that is they know the second week of Christmas, I'm going to, and I was late on this one, but I'm, I'm going to match whatever money they've saved to help them buy presents for other family members. So also getting what are you going to get for mom and what are you going to get for Tori and and what do you want to make? I'll help you make something in the shop if you want. What do you want to make for mom or for Tori, Roby? Whatever it is, going after that so that we take the focus off of greed and we put the focus off of I'm grateful and I'm really grateful. This is so much fun to give. Mm. I do remember the day my dad brought me into his study and said, I'm going to give you the greatest Christmas gift I've ever given you. I'm going to let you buy your own gifts. I'll take you out. I'll let you buy your own gifts that you give to, to Stephen and your mom. Um, mm. You don't need to give me a gift. The, my gift, my dad said, my gift is going to be to get to go with you and watch you pick it out. Because in the previous year, my, I pointed to a porcelain chess set. My mom and dad played, played chess every night after we were in bed. And uh, she beat him every time. It was awesome. <laughs> and uh, a porcelain chess set, that I can't even imagine what that cost. But mm. my dad paid for it. The year on my money, it was these red knit stocking things that you would wear on your feet with artificial leather on the bottom. Kind of like the whole Christmas shoes. Yes, thing. Indian beads on top. <laughs> and I remember racing to the tree that year. I don't remember anything but what I gave her because I paid for it. Right. A grateful heart is more blessed to give than receive. We're thinking through your Christmas project, one of the other Christmas projects that we did at Christmas, and we'll probably talk about this during the Christmas season also, 
We made cookies, mm. and we had a cookie-making project one Saturday. And in the making of the cookies, it was really the Saturday after the Saturday after Thanksgiving, we made five boxes of cookies. There's four of us in a family, so each of us got to pick one person we were giving the cookies away to, and the fifth box went to our pastor. And then Rosemary added, when the children were little, that we ended up doing forever, we would go to the door, ring the doorbell, hand them the cookies while we're singing, we wish you a Merry Christmas, which I hated doing that. <laughs> I hated singing out yes, loud. Yes, I know. <laughs> yes, yes. And Roby picked neighbor one year, and neighbor is Mrs. Solomon, who she's not alive anymore, but lived next door to us, very Jewish, and had spent some time in a concentration camp and, wow. had, and had the tattooed numbers on her underside of her wrist. And she and Roby were close from when he was four years old on, and she was in her seven. And she was very, very eccentric. And and Roby wanted to give it to neighbor. And you said I could give it to anybody, Daddy. And I'm thinking, well, wish you, how do we sing this Why song? Her? Yes. And I'll never forget. We walk up her sidewalk, and there's cars in front, and there's people there. And I realize they're <laughs> celebrating Hanukkah, and they're lighting the candle at her house. And you're going to sing Happy yes. Merry Christmas. And uh, we sing, and they're weeping. They're weeping while we hand them the cookies. And little Roby's handing so this cute. big box of cookies to his friend. And the important thing about this was the download after. The download. Example that I set, the exposure that I give them, the experience I let them have, like the cookies, collecting money, getting toys, whatever. But the fourth E in training anything is encouragement. And going back to the house or going for a drive that year, I think looking at Christmas lights together and talking about how cool did that feel when they when we saw how emotional they were about it. And uh, letting my kids ramble on and on. That was so much fun. You know, we should make 30 boxes of cookies next year and on and on and on. Because in the making of the boxes of cookies, they're always wondering, so we don't get any of these? (laughs) But then when they see, no, we get. You don't have to give. give. You get to give. Setting the stage of a different focus. Life is not all about me. To be married and to do marriage well you have to get to the point that this marriage is not about me. You you opened up today with an interesting statement about, you know, it's not really taught at church. It's, it's taught at home. End of the day here, let me tell you, we have made church an impossible function because we have become consumers. Life's about me. What do I get? Mm-hmm. And we go to church today because, well, you know, I like this church. It's got this program. It's got something for my children. I'm a consumer. And I'm basically going through with my consumer grocery list. Right. Do you have this, 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 this? I'm not too sure about the music in here anymore. I might be doing whatever. And it's pathetic. But we've also done that in marriage. We've become consumers in marriage. Well, you know, Bob, the reason I left her, she's just not meeting my needs anymore. As if we took vows till needs do us part. (laughs) We've become consumers, but we've become consumers about our Lord. And you've heard people say, well, I tried God. No, you didn't try God. You don't try God. Mm -hmm. You live with God and you realize, wow, look what he's doing in my life. We've got to set the stage for our children not to be consumers. It's not all about me. It's all about how can I be a blessing to others because I have a grateful heart for what God's doing in my life? Yeah, and we talked earlier this week also that simple phrase, we use it in the house a lot. Uh, you get what you get and you don't get upset. And we try to teach that to our kids with little things, but it's also for the big things. Like, you know what? This is the house we have. Sure, your friend has a much bigger, better house, but that's okay. We're grateful that we're here. Okay, so we have a one-bedroom apartment. You know what? I'm glad I have air conditioning at night to sleep in uh, because a lot of people don't. And it's some exposing your kids to, you. we really do have a lot to be oh, grateful for. It's we, just so much. Roof. Yeah. A roof. roof. Imagine Uh, that. There's there's a half island not too far from here called Haiti. Mm -hmm. We have a roof here. 
I, I think the other part of this for my children to know is we get what we get and don't get upset could be summarized down to this in, in the spiritual world. Everything belongs. Everything belongs. If we know that God causes all things to work together, and it's kind of a picture of a puzzle. That does fit. Mm-hmm. It's the puzzle, you're, the 200-piece puzzle you're putting together where you swear that blue piece doesn't go with this puzzle. Right. And then at the end you go, oh, That's it goes what it's right to look there. Like. Everything belongs because it's filtered through God. Mm. And so it will, even the bad things, he doesn't do them, but he permits them uh, to either bring me back to where I need to be for the things he has for me or to train me and make me sensitive in that area. Everything belongs. The tragedy, all-time tragedy of my life is to start high school and my mom dies of cancer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this abrupt thing to come home and find that, only to find out now how God has used that in my life but not only has he used that in my life somebody was saying the other day you know your wife uses an illustration uh, that you like folding the laundry uh, you you gotta stop doing that man you're killing the rest of us it was, it was a friend and it was hilarious and his wife's in Bible study yeah but you know I think I, it's not that I like folding the laundry I like serving her and I think I like serving her because I know what life was like without when my mom died and so I've got this whole different vision of wives moms and women because of that because of the gratitude I have because then I lived I lived alone for such a long period of time through college. So I I think even the tragedy can give us a grateful heart. In fact, maybe even more, and maybe even the difficulties, even more of a grateful heart. Everything belongs. And so helping as we now are launching almost past Thanksgiving tomorrow, on in to this great getting season of, I, I, I don't like my bike, I really want a new bike. And then you you have a, a young man named Daniel Lafferty who's decided not to get any Christmas presents, invited 40 or 50 kids at five years old, and every present went to a single mom kid into the Sheridan Hill Single Mom Store. Awesome. And the beam on that little boy is his dad's unpacking this SUV into our store. And it was just so cool. They're raising a great kid who gets it. I got a closet full of toys. Thank you. What can I give? What can we do for others, mom and dad? That has to be taught. Otherwise, you've got this little child who I want, I want, I have to have, I have to have. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Get a Christmas project going and start and make it part of the Thanksgiving discussion to raise a grateful heart. Yeah, you can do so much starting even tomorrow, Thanksgiving, when you have the family where, hey, let's come up with some ideas. Do it even with your extended family. What can we do? Absolutely. And uh, we'll see what comes out of Thanksgiving and into Christmas. Right? Make Thanksgiving your annual family meeting for the philosophy of life for the next month. Very cool. You're listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie And if you want to hear this program all over again, you can find it all online at parentingonpurpose.org. And to find out more about Sheridan House Family Ministries and their boys and girls homes, go to shfm.org. There's a bunch of resources there as well. All the proceeds help the children's homes. We hope you'll join us tomorrow for a special Thanksgiving edition of Parenting on Purpose. Dr. Bob Barnes will be reading The Story of Squanto. Definitely a program to listen to with the entire family. So we hope you'll join us tomorrow for Parenting on Purpose.